Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%. APR, 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. 8.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 30. The following comes to you through Potbean.com in the artist realm with Sylvia Stein. Here we go. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Artist Realm. I am indie author Sylvia Stein, and tonight we have a very special treat for you guys. As I said, this show is about artists and promoting them, and today I have the pleasure of having a very talented artist, a uh, young artist, and uh, I'm going to have him tell you what everything that he does, but I'm so, so happy to have him here today. Welcome to the show, Michael Dangerman. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, it, I, I'm like I said, it's uh, it's an honor to have you. Thank you for taking the making the time to be here um, in this evening uh, for the podcast. And uh, I just wanted uh, for those of you, uh, those people that are listening tonight, what do you want to share about you? Can you tell us where you're calling us from and and we're in all about you. All right. Well, um, I'm an artist slash tattoo artist at Scream Needle Tattoo. Um, I live in Wayland, Michigan, uh, kind of like West Michigan area. Uh, been in this area roughly, well, almost all my life. And uh, grew up in Hopkins, which was a small farm community town, which had like more livestock than people. Uh, eventually made my way to cooking as like my first job that I started basically as an income and um, just kind of dabbled back and forth with art after that um, but I was really heavily into art um, when I was really really young uh-huh. um, but yeah and then um, I guess more up to date I mean after cooking and stuff I got into tattooing and that's been my profession for the last between four to five years now and uh, I have a wonderful family, uh, my wife Elena and my daughter Sophia. Uh, they help me get through the days. Okay. Uh, okay. Give me one second here. Yes. No. Th- thank you for sharing that. Um, I was clearing something up. That is amazing. Amazing uh, intro. Uh, basically, you've uh, what you've shared. So you're a hometown boy from in Michigan uh, with a little town of Hopkins and then yep. you know and you live in that I think you said the Grand Rapids area right am I correct um, well yeah I was uh, I was in the Grand Rapids area for a short while um, it, was, it was probably in the middle of my cooking career okay um, I was working at the Crown Plaza Hotel but I lived in uh, Kentwood which is basically just kind of in the outskirts of Grand Rapids but okay. still kind of classified as Grand Rapids okay no 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 and then that like I said um and and I love how you shared, you know, everything you've dabbled in, you know, you you you've done the cooking, which it might I I believe is an art. And then, you know, oh, and yeah, and definitely. then and then you you've always loved art and then you're uh, also now doing uh, the screaming needle tattoo, right? I think you said that's where you work at. That is that is correct. And that that's amazing. Now, can you share, you know, cuz uh, I I've seen your work and uh um can you tell me how how you got into art like i know you said you loved it but like are your beginnings can you kind of share a little um, bit about yes. that it's actually kind of a funny story um basically i just annoyed the crap out of my dad <laughs> um when i was when, when i was younger i would always you know get into something and i'd beg my dad to just draw me a picture of whatever it was and most times it was like cartoons or video games uh-huh. and uh so he finally he was just like, you know what, you start drawing. I'm tired of drawing your stuff for you. And uh, so he just kind of threw down the pad and paper. And I don't know, I, t- 
took a couple of stabs at it, mm-hmm. got frustrated, gave up on it for a little bit, but just kept coming back to it uh, yes. for some reason. And then over time, it just it literally became the very first, like, I don't know, I guess self-taught skill. Yes. Really? Um, and at the time, too, I had kind of an overactive imagination, which is probably worse now, <laughs> being in my 30s. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, it's helped be uh, kind of a center of my creativity. Um, when it comes to some of the pieces that I yeah. made, and uh, but yeah, I mean a lot of it started <laughs> off as like really uh, comic book influenced. Yes, uh, um, a lot of like comic style art, um, yeah. just dramatic poses and fighting scenes, just poorly That's done. That's awesome. I, 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 I wasn't I wasn't trained adequately up until like actually I'd have to say closer to like the end of high school. Okay. Um, I was doing a role at Kendall College for a little bit, and you know just yeah. did a little bit of time there. And, um, but yeah, they taught me some more about the basics and stuff like that. And from there, I just kind of uh, took the rest on my own. Um, I guess ever since Kendall, I haven't really, uh, I don't know, had any like other upbringing up until I got into tattooing. Yes. I even I even went like five years without drawing a single thing. Wow. And I came back into it, um, just guns blazing, basically. Yes. Uh, it wasn't until like I I picked up a tattoo machine and I tattooed myself. Yeah. Uh, which was also like the very first tattoo I've ever done, and the very first tattoo I've ever you know gotten. So I was I was kind of virgin on two levels. And mm-hmm. so um, that that ignited a love for the art of tattooing, and that I do declare that tattooing is definitely an art. Um, yes. Uh, despite, yes. Yes. I know, agree. Like, I agree. What you know, mainstream or not so mainstream culture may think, I, yeah. I do believe it falls under the category of art. Yes. Um, yeah. And in my pursuits of tattooing, I have also become more involved with my fine art. Yes. Um, a lot of the art I create with my hands. Um, I, up until just recently, um, am kind of moving into the digital realm of art. Yes. Uh, picked up a uh, an iPad Pro. Um, it's still... <laughs> investing yes. in parts to actually be able to start drawing yeah. yes. uh, tab. Uh, it might be a little bit of a rough start, and I might actually end up hating it, but I'm just going to give it a shot and see how it goes. Uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll. it's like anything you, well, from what you're saying, not to interrupt what you were saying, but um, basically the way you, you uh, started with your beginning with your dad, you know, telling you you need to start drawing your own stuff and getting frustrated, but then you kept going back to it. So obviously art is part of you. So I think that, you yeah. know, it, 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 it's coming like in, it's like chapters or lay or I know I want to say layers like an onion has layers. And I think you're just come, you know, you're coming into your own. Would you say that's correct? Right. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, and art's always been kind of uh, my first romantic love in life. Yeah. Um, I've always been just passionately close to it. Um, it's, it's, it's a part of me at this point in my life because it's, it, I've used it to express myself in ways that my words couldn't. Yes. And even though people might not even understand the art, I feel it's a more appropriate re- representation of some of the things that are inside me. Yes. Uh, that, and, and I think that's just the thing is like people's perceptions are so different. Um, I, I can't expect people to, you know, fully grasp like what it is I'm trying to portray in my art. Yes, exactly. No, well, exactly. I, you can you express it. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. Yeah. Oh no. I, um. But yeah. Basically. Yeah. Just expression. Um. It's therapy for me too. At the same time. Um. A lot of my hardships in life. Um. And I. I. I didn't have a whole lot of social skills growing up. Um. Basically, I. Um. That art became my therapy. Um. Mainly the soothe the time that I spent alone, and I did spend a lot of time alone growing up. Um, I was kind of in the confines of my bedroom for a very good chunk of my, my childhood into adolescence. Yeah. And it, oh. it, it destroyed a lot of, like, social uh, perceptions for me. Um, I, I, I felt like it kind of became more afraid of people. But I think that was because I, I made art my only form of expression. I didn't know how to express myself in healthier ways. Yeah, exactly. But, that, and, but that's something that tattooing has taught me. Um, in the process as well, um, and, and it's not just sculpting an artist, it's sculpting a man. Um, but I've learned a lot about dedication, being committed to um, yeah. something that you really care about, and, yes. and actually 
your thoughts. Yes. Um, sharing your feelings, even. Um, yes. And because the tattooing industry can be kind of a cutthroat industry. Um, yes. It, it's, it was very intimidating for me when I first got into it, so I had to kind of get tough. I mean, yeah. if I didn't, then I obviously I didn't love it enough. Yes. And yes. that was that was the one thing that kept me going through it is like, I love this. I love this. I need to pursue this. Like, yes. Regardless. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, it, it, it's been kind of you know rough development becoming the yes. artist that I am today. Yes. Um, but. It was just one of those things where it was just kind of the fire from the forge. Yes. Um, just kind of helped, you know, took the raw material that was me when I was first starting out and refining it. Over, yeah, you know, yeah. Over and, you know, and as I grow as an artist, I become more confident in myself. Yes. And I, I feel like the social skills that I missed out on learning when I was younger and stuff like that, I'm learning tenfold now. Yes, um, exactly. Mainly because I know myself so well now. Because So I've basically taken all the things I could take away from um, growing up with antisocial tendencies yes. and actually realizing that now and you know learning to be a better person. Exactly. And and that those are really important things you you've touched on, you know. Thank you for sharing that about you, you know, your beginnings and you know uh, struggling with uh, with you know being social and and coming into your own and your art being a part of that and 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 piecing yourself together as far as the art and 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 where you are now you know it takes a lot to as an artist well all of us go through some type of uh feeling i don't know if you're you feel that way but like what you were touching up on like rejection sometimes or can be really harsh and you we have to you have to be willing to take it in order to get where you want to be but a lot of times there's little things that happen to you life happens you know we all have those moments and uh, what you just shared is a part of what you were saying. You know, you're coming into your own. You're you're learning how, how and now you know who you want to be and who you are, and that makes you who you are today. And do you think that reflects a lot of what the, your art comes from, or is that kind of it? It just depends on yeah. on the. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, it depends on the piece, really. Okay. Um, sometimes uh, the pieces I spend more time on. Um, uh-huh. It's the subtle details that explain more about me. Yeah, uh, whether yeah. it be like the the strokes, or uh, just the type of flow pattern that I create with a piece all together, or if I'm just just etching it in there like a kid with a crayon, you know. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. it, it it can go from being like really really fine, really detailed, and really precise, yeah. to just being chaotic and just making forms out of just random yeah obscurities, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when it comes, when it comes to, you know, like my art and stuff like that, um, basically, uh, it depends on the piece. The, the piece describes me in different ways. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot, and a lot of people, a lot of times what it is, it isn't what's actually portrayed in the picture. Yeah. It's just everything else yeah. in the picture. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes people just don't get it. And sometimes I don't even get it. I don't yeah. even understand why I do it, but you, I do it. I do, do it. it. And it's like, it's. But it's the center of my, I guess, uh, it's the center of my process. Yeah. I I guess would probably be the best way of explaining it. Yes. Yeah, and I was just going to ask you, do you have a process? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, believe it or not. um, (laughs) Since we're on the topic. Yeah. um, I'd have to say, like, when it comes to a process, um, I think it's just almost a ritual at this point. Yeah. Yeah. there has to be a good deal of clutter around me sometimes. Okay. Um, I I feel to me it creates a sense of urgency. Okay. So it helps me finish projects a little bit faster. Okay. Does that make me? Does that make yeah, me No, hungry? it does. It does. It's kind of like when um uh you need to have a manuscript for your editor. I would say I would see it like that. Like uh you have a deadline to give that manuscript to your editor because they're waiting on your on your work or or you want to give your beta readers a for me, like a, a, a manuscript, a rough draft I want them to read, that puts pressure on me. I'm like, I got to get that done. If that makes sense. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, sometimes I have to give myself a little uh, added motivation. So clutter actually helps. Well, um, you know, hey, you know, that everyone's different. You know, a lot of times the more, the more chaotic, the better. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. I, well, and, and 
I, I, I believe wholeheartedly that some of us do, I guess, handle things better yeah, under pressure. Yeah, better under pressure. Jeremy no. is the same way. Um, you know, he's, oh, yeah. he handles uh, deadlines we're, we're, better when, when, when you're, yep. you're brushed into it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're just ducks. Just, you know, our, our, our little uh, feet are flapping underwater chaotically, and we're just kind of floating over on top. So Exactly. That's how it goes. That's life. Um, exactly. When it, when it comes to other elements of my my process, mm-hmm. um, I do really really enjoy listening to music when yes. I draw, preferably music that I yes. enjoy listening to. Yeah. Um, sometimes listening to the music in the shop just gets repetitive because I hear the same songs maybe ten times a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, being in my 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 study, I'll just uh, throw in a mix or something. And, most times I, I'll revolve the playlist around how I'm feeling or something yeah. that kind of represent how, how I feel. And then what that does is it just kind of, it, it just kind of creates more of an environment where yeah. um, I'm becoming emotionally synced yeah. to this room, essentially. Yeah. And uh, once that once that happens, um, basically it gives me a little bit more leeway and actually prying myself open and actually put my thoughts, put my feelings in, into art. Yes. And... Um, yeah, sometimes exactly. I, I, I stay up very late doing that, yeah. <laughs> and I have to be in seclusion, um, most times I have to be alone when it comes to drawing stuff, especially stuff that's really me, yeah. um, when it comes to, like, client projects and stuff like that, um, it's not as self-involving, it doesn't have to be anyway, so I, I don't try to exhaust myself doing so, um, but... You know, I can hold conversations with, you know, more standardized work like that, but when it comes to more, you know, personal, you know, efforts when it comes to making art, it's 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 best that I'm alone. Yes. Yeah. It it, it it's um I I understand exactly what you mean on that. Like sometimes the uh, like the the seclusion of being alone with just your the music that you're playing, whether it's uh for me it's musical scores like uh um, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino um, and his uh, Inglorious Bastards soundtrack. I don't know if you've heard it, but the Ennio Ennio Morricone is a, is one of the composers that he uh, relies on. And if you have you know the Ecstasy of Gold from the Good to Get the the Good the Bad and the Ugly, all of these songs you know they motivate me to write better scenes. Like when they, especially when you get to those. Uh, very climat- uh, climatic parts where where the action takes place or something really dramatic. That's what what um, helps me. So I'm yeah, wondering um, if that's the same thing yeah. with with your textures oh, or yeah. colors um, that you use. Yeah, that, I I can actually completely relate to that too. Um, I find you know classical scores like that that have an mm-hmm. epic build um, is so motivating. It's mm-hmm. it's refreshing to actually listen to. Um, it, very similarly, I listen to, um, it's, I think it's a band, mm-hmm. but it's just orchestral scores with a little bit of a modern edge to it. Okay. It's called, uh, okay. Two Steps from Hell. Oh. And it's it just some really, really beautiful music, and then there's some music where you just feel like you're, you're like in the movie Speed or something with Keanu Reeves, and you gotta keep the bus above 55. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, no, though, that's, that's awesome. That, that, that is, uh. Quite and and I and do that does that have anything to do with the way you put in your colors or textures stuff like that when you're doing an art piece, like when oh, you're absolutely. listening to the music? Um, yeah. Um, sometimes, uh, most times, the music will set the uh, tempo for my uh, brush strokes or pencil strokes, mm-hmm. and so it determines the speed in which I'm working, and then everything else just kind of uh, equates off that too. Um, whether it be um like how hard I'm pushing on the mm-hmm. pencil and stuff like that. Like it's a very intense song. Yes. I push harder on the lead. If it's a softer song, then I'm just going to kind of wisp yeah. my lines in there, my shading and stuff. You know, make it give it a softer appeal. Um, but yeah, it's it, music has a huge contribution. Okay. To, yeah. Like how I how I draw. Um, drawing in silence. It. I I've done it, and I I I I I'm, most times when I say that I I resorted to doing it. Um. It's just a, it's a little bit different. Um, the thoughts become a little too loud for me, or at least the expression yeah. Yeah. becomes a little too loud to where I can't even focus on the work. Um, yeah. Music just kind of creates a conduit for me to actually make it happen. Yeah, 
exactly and 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 i agree i i wholeheartedly can understand that of course you're you you know you create pieces that are so amazing you know as a tattoo artist i've seen your your gallery of of of, of where you started and where you are and where you keep just getting like phenomenal you know i'm not just saying it i i'm if if people have not seen your work i hope they look at it and and see it because it's I'm just, uh, you know, blown away by it, and I and I and I mean that it's it's uh you have a very uh amazing talent, you know, uh, with uh, to the next question that I was gonna ask you is, as far as your tattoos, you know, where you started, you know, as a like the growth that you've seen, um, can you share about that about your about the your beginnings with that and where you are and where you plan to go if you can share that. Oh like the beginnings in tattooing uh yes like uh where do you see yourself like as far as um you you as an artist like um like from the beginnings of your where you started with tattooing and then where you're developing yourself now oh okay so a little compare and contrast yes gotcha. um well when i first stepped into tattooing i was petrified okay. i had no idea what i was doing and the the overall I guess community of tattoo artists terrified me. Okay. Um, just they seemed very very reckless uh, to me when I uh, when I was first starting out. Um, only because uh, working in a kitchen, you're kind of in seclusion with other people that yeah. are sharing the same seclusion. Most times, you're not allowed to go out and mingle with the clients or you know people that are you know in the restaurant. We're mm-hmm. stuck in the kitchen and we're yeah. slaving. Um, being in tattooing, it's definitely way more communication going on, okay. um, both with body language and actual language language. Okay. Uh, so people are just, uh, uh, they were just way more forward. Um, I've been so used to people, you know, holding themselves back either because of a human resources where they don't want to say the wrong thing mm-hmm. or, you know, say something that might offend somebody or, you know, what have you. I mean, these people were just straightforward with you. Like, if they didn't like you, they were going to let you know yeah. like, right off the bat. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, had to, I had to make some, you know, I had to I had basically create a layer of thick skin um, yeah. throughout time. It, it, I did not have any luck with that. I, I was just a big softie when I walked in there. I yeah. probably still have a lot of soft tendencies, but yeah. that's, just, that's just me still holding on to me. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I had to get tougher in different areas of yeah. my life. And a lot of it was, um, the doubt that I had to deal with in myself yeah. constantly. And, and, you know, still struggle with it's, it's definitely, I don't think it's anything that really goes away. You just get better at dealing with yeah. it. Um, but yeah, uh, self-doubt was definitely a huge struggle of mine because I, I felt like I was really making some big mistakes, um, in the process of mm-hmm. pursuing tattooing okay. and I felt like I was suffering from it I felt like I was making my family suffer from it okay. um, and uh, mainly because of um, basically going from one profession into a fresh career yeah. where you're literally at ground zero not making anything yeah. uh, basic internship uh, that's what an apprenticeship yeah. is and you have to essentially pay to be an apprentice just to show that you're committed to the idea of it. It's a really kind of older school fundamental, yeah. but it keeps, it, it, there's a there's a method behind it, and it's actually legitimate and yeah. actually completely logical. Yeah. But anyways, mainly yeah. it's just the weed, weed out the weak ones. Yeah. They yeah. would say. Um, yeah. They only want to train successful artists, so they, you know, they're going to put you through a, a substantial amount of uh they they want to know that you can that you can go to the next step even though it is an endurance that you're putting you're putting yourself through but basically do you really want this that's basically what they're trying to see right yeah it's 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 kind of like a boot camp yeah you know um it's 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 a place where you go to get tough quick Mm -hmm. and um so it it was um Oh, geez. I, I, yeah, I want to say it was like into the, my first year of the apprenticeship. And, you know, my family was sitting on some pretty financial strats at the time. Oh, I, can't, um, I, can't, I can only, I, can, I can't even imagine. I know how it is. The tough times oh, yeah. come. I, I can only imagine, but continue. Sorry. Yeah, we, we bought a house just before the economy crashed. And oh, our mm-hmm. house lost so much value, and we lost so much money putting into that house and 
can afford to live there anymore. Oh, goodness. Um, and the final straw is when our well broke in the house, uh, or for the house, mm-hmm. and uh, we had to find a different place to live because we mm-hmm. couldn't even get a loan to fix the well. So we yeah. had, like, no water pressure or anything. It was just, it was bad time. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to give up tattooing. I really didn't. And... So I, I was just constantly like in this string of doubt. Yeah. Building myself up just to tear myself down, essentially. Yeah. And um, I just I felt like I couldn't I couldn't take care of anyone. I couldn't take care mm-hmm. of myself during all this. I couldn't take care of my family. I couldn't take care of Lena, Sophie. It just I, I was just downhearted. Oh and goodness. I I just I t- I kept telling myself throughout like just work harder. Just yeah. Working hard. Yeah. The tough time has, uh, would you say, have made you stronger? Because that, you know, they, there is a song about what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, and I, I do believe that, you know, that it, that 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 resonates with you, hearing you and what you've shared, and I appreciate you sharing that because a, a lot of times uh, are the, the tough times that we go through and we keep going through, we'll keep going through them. Um, you, if you have that that person by your side, like in your case, you're your wife and your lovely wife and daughter, uh, those those are the people that make you keep pushing forward. Would you say that? On that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Family is is always a huge influence. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, like my my real inspiration for our kind of stems from Sophie now, uh, more than anything. Uh, when she came into my life, it was just um, so many things just started flourishing. Yeah. Inside of me, and yeah. she basically what it was is she inspired me. And yeah. It wasn't the world didn't seem as dark and bleak as it is because something so beautiful can come out of it. From yeah. Even the simplest of notions. Yes. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and that's that's of, so beautiful. Yeah. And, and and through like the precious moments of watching her grow up and actually getting a chance to relive my childhood through her, um, it's just been a wonderful journey. Uh, even to this point, uh, yeah. it, it did have its fair share of struggles yeah. being a parent and, you know, trying to you know, start off in a career and stuff like that. But her her dedication to me um, as her father and stuff like that has given me so much encouragement to keep going further with this. Yes. And, and, I'm, and it's, it's, it's almost like she's encouraging me to do it for me in her own special way. Yeah. And, yeah. Having that little girl in my life just really brightens my life anyway. Oh, so, that's so sweet. That that's oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Oh yeah, she's but she is adorable. Um, I mean, I just yeah, I'm, I'm looking at her picture right now on my desk, and I just I don't know, just smile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's daddy. It, it, yeah, little girls will do that to to their fathers. They're oh, yeah. you know, Jeremy's the same way with Connie, and uh, we have our boys, but. That some there's there's a bond between a daughter and her father, and uh, I see that with you guys as well. And you 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 three, uh, Elena, you know, with her, with you know, when she does her stuff with Sophie and and stuff, uh, you guys are are doing a great job with that. So, I think so. Well, we we do we put equal amount of effort into raising Sophie. Like we both have a really good idea on how we kind of want her brought up. Yeah. Um, and and a lot of it is how we act around her and how we are to each other and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, um, because kids pick up on that. Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. But I, I do believe that ultimately it comes down to a decision because both both me and Elena grew up in broken homes. Yeah. And a really uncomfortable situation, you know, when you're questioning so much in life already and, like, it just, 
it just felt like the ground was kind of falling apart underneath your feet and stuff. Yeah. And, and Elena, exactly the same thing, too. Um, it, 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 there were a lot of hardships there, but I suppose the one thing that really kind of came out of it was the fact that both yeah. Elena and I decided to move on from it. Yeah, you you, you didn't let the yeah. past define you. You 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 created your own your own uh, exactly. beginnings, right? Your own chapter for your for your life. Well, we, yeah, we make our our own destinies. Yeah, destiny. Like, yeah, exactly, that. exactly. That, and, that's you know, and it, our destiny is our legacy, and that legacy is Sophie. Yes. So we've we put so much effort into her, and basically what it is is um it. We just want to we want to give her a, not just a better life um, than what we had when it comes to family life, yeah. but more or less a real a real life, yeah. um, a, a life that isn't just going to be uh, you know rainbows and ponies and unicorns and no. what have you, but yeah. you know like it's going to have its real moments, yeah. and you know we're going to sit and be real about it and not just be like oh well that didn't you know. That didn't well, happen. That, that like didn't happen. It, it make her aware of what of certain things that are that will happen and but you know, but you keep you, you keep her grounded also. Yeah. Right. Right. And and basically like whenever she has like a hard time with something like that and you know, it's not just telling her what she wants to hear, but telling her what she needs to hear and not trying to sound like a Hallmark card all the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And and like I said, um she gives you a purpose, you said for your art so oh, yeah. you know that's beautiful what you said and and what you shared you know about your past not letting define you i appreciate you sharing that as well but do you think that that's how your ideas come to you because of like certain pieces come with pain and certain pieces are inspired by things you've gone through or do you th just uh, come up with your ideas on your uh, like what it like how, how would you describe uh, your ideas if you can you know because um, artists have this certain way of, like i don't really want to share all that but you could give us a little bit about touch base on that like oh, how do they come to you that's that's like my secret recipe <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm just kidding um no it's it's, it's honestly it's, it's probably the definition of insanity uh-huh and how i'm how i'm about to describe how the ideas come to me uh-huh um Basically, because my art is so derivative to emotion, yeah. um, logic has to dictate where that emotion is going to be, I guess, driven to, yeah. Yeah. Or, or how it's going to be portrayed. Um, most times, in order to perceive the emotion that, or I guess, perceive the emotion that I want to convey in a piece, most times I have to use logic to kind of weed out everything else. Yeah, exactly. So focus on it. Essentially, what I do is I create a state of obsession, but it's controlled obsession. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Uh, so I'll, I'll pull up like a random thought and mm -hmm. here go like a philosophy, my own personal philosophy on something and how I justify it. Yeah. Or uh, something based on a memory and how that affected me in some way. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Some of it could be like as current as yesterday. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so basically what it is, it's, it's, there's a lot of thought behind it, um, a, yeah. lot, a lot of going back yeah. and just kind of like just doing like a, a mental synopsis of um, myself and the feelings, but not basically just trying to turn off the emotion just for a little bit so I can focus on just plucking that certain thing that I need. Yeah, and no, no. Looks, yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. It, it does. It, it's a... Uh, you know, you, 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 you have an idea and you kind of lock, lock it inside, like from memory and then you go with it, but, but it's controlled, but it's also, you put detail. Cause I've seen, like I said, those of you that have not seen your art, but will hopefully, you know, when you share your links and stuff like that, um, your, your, your art is, um, very different it's always very dynamic it's awesome but it, there's different stages to your art at least that's the way i look at it oh yeah yeah, yeah i would I'd probably have to agree with you there um i, I think because i don't stick to a certain style mm -hmm. or you know a certain theme with like how i do the art yeah uh, i mean I, I can go from like a full color piece to just black and gray to just yes. a line work piece to just getting messy and just smudging up a I don't know, ink blot or something, you know, yeah. like that. I, I, I'm not afraid to try different things when it comes to that. And I feel like in, in the pursuit of that, I can, I can better express 
you know, yeah. like, I, I guess, the source. Um, but yeah, totally. That, that's awesome. Now, I was going to say, um, because you're also dapping into cover art, right? Or uh, covers. I, 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 I haven't revealed the cover you worked on for me, which I will in September. I'm really excited about it. I, I want to keep that on their lock. I think, you know, uh, but it, it's exciting. Would you say that that's something you want to keep pursuing if, uh, you know, going into? You know, I, I really like how this particular project went. Um, uh, especially uh, you being a satisfied customer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I'm just. Yeah. I, I'm really. I'm a. I'm a people pleaser, and if I can try like a different form of art in a different way, um, yeah, I'm. I'm always into it. Um, when it comes to doing book covers for the future, um, I think a lot of that's really just going to depend on the opportunity. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not really something I can drop everything else for and just pursue. Um, but if opportunities present present itself either new references or what have you from other people mm-hmm. um yeah i would totally uh, it, yeah I'd, I'd probably take just as much uh, enthusiasm on the project than i you know than i did that that's well, that's a, that's awesome no because like i said you're i know that yeah uh, you know when once you guys see the cover you know for me it's just uh be be don't be surprised if you get a lot of people trying to reach you. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. Because it's phenomenal. I just don't want to, you know, reveal. It's kind of like I, I'm, I like to tease people, but, it, you know, they're probably going to be, but why didn't you take that cover to the book event, you know, that you're going to have soon? Um, like, well, you're going to have to wait till next year. But, you know, the cover reveal will be coming up in September, and I'm excited about that, and and I know that Aunt, uh, your aunt Kathy wants a cover, so you already have two of us. Oh yeah, so that's good. Yeah, I still, I still have uh, her email explaining the storyline of her book yeah. in my uh, archive. Um, I, I've I've read bits and pieces of it. I I just haven't had a chance to read no. it fully. No, um, I know, and you're a busy I, guy. I really, you're a busy oh, guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I keep myself busy. Uh, yeah, of course, um, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, I always love taking on commission work. It's uh, I, it's always been a huge honor uh, to have somebody consider me for any type of commission piece. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess I, I would welcome more opportunities to do more book covers. Yeah, and and of course your your tattoo, everything's growing into that, right? Because uh, like your your like, what are you working on as far as tattoos that? Because I saw one that, that looked like the creation of Adam. Is that right? On yeah, the... that was uh, actually a tattoo I was working on today. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't really get as much time into it as I would have liked. Um, my my client uh, basically could only really sit for the tattoo for about four hours, which was the same as the very first sitting. Oh, so wow. put a good eight hours into it so far, and it's... It's really difficult to do black and gray tattoos on yeah. such a detailed scale. Oh, um, it, it's looking it's looking so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank <laughs> you, thank you. Well, I, I'm I'm definitely putting the time into it. I'm, like I said, I I, I would would have liked having more time with it, but I mean it's not quite done yet. So we got more sittings ahead of us. So basically, I'm just getting myself mentally prepared for the next step. Yeah, exactly. And, and and I was going to say, uh, do you think, uh, and thank you, and I know you worked on Jeremy's, uh, the St. Michael tattoo, which also, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, do you have elements of, like, uh, in your, por- I think you have a portfolio where you share your different ideas and stuff. Like, do you label them by a different category of art, or is it all in the same realm, or uh, what uh-huh. have you? Sorry. I, I guess if you had to categorize, I, I guess a good majority of my tattoos would probably be um, stylized realism. Okay, okay. If, if that makes any sense. No, it's, it does. It's basically it, just an interpretation of, you know, something realistic, something proportionate, something that kind of falls in our reality, and just warping it, Yeah. essentially. Yeah. Just to make it stylish. No, it's... Um, because you have like you can do draw like like pictures of people like faces and like it's very it seems like it's very I know you 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 know every artist takes their time but it's, for me it looks like I could never do that like your pictures of like the gypsy there's a gypsy picture it's beautiful like the way you draw the 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 people's faces uh, 
you know, um, the different imageries that you, you know, the impre yeah, the expressions that you are able to capture in each of those. I mean, what it like? It, do you have a process, or do you even think about it when you work on? I know you work on the details, but do you like when when? Sorry, I don't. I, I seem to be stuttering right now because I'm kind of mixed oh, no, up now. Fine. But I was gonna say, like, do you like think about like where, like for example, my cover when people see it. You captured that image just the way that I, even before I, I, I knew what I wanted, I saw it and I said, this is it. This is exactly what I've been w waiting for. Like, this is, this is exactly the image that I've envisioned. Like, do you see it before you draw it or it just, you know, it's something that just comes out when you draw it? That's what I meant. Um, I, I, I guess, I guess the best way to answer that would be that you know basically I have a very uh, active imagination and yeah. also a very vivid imagination yeah um uh, for the particular piece that you loved and wanted to use for your book cover which we actually ended up using for your book yes. cover uh, uh entitled uh, the cost of love yeah um the concept you know um basically you know it's the whole broken heart syndrome type thing I, I want to actually kind of visualize somebody literally falling apart. Yes. And the, in the, in that picture, I mean, a lot of the interpretation, the feeling is in the cracks. I, mm -hmm. I made the cracks a little bit darker than the rest of the yes. picture itself. Um, that way they were a little bit more noticeable. And for some reason, it was taking more attention away from the beauty behind the cracks. Yeah. Um, basically showing kind of like, kind of like a duality the concept of love because um, yes. basically you know love can be so uplifting but then that lack of love which can even be inevitable it just destroys destroys everything. you yeah yeah exactly and I, I i wanted to kind of just capture that hopelessness um that and, and basically when it when it came to doing references and stuff like that and looking up photos um I was, I was just trying to you know capture that feeling that was already kind of portrayed partially in a photo and just insinuate that feeling more. Um, yeah. it, it was originally, like, the, the whole picture was just, a, you know, a, a practice run to start. Yeah. Essentially. It, yeah. It was just going to be a quick sketch. It was just going to be okay. something that was going to be in and out. I was going to convey that thought, that feeling, and it was going to blow over and, you know, people were going to forget about it. You know, yeah. that, that, was, that was kind of the way I first took down the project. I, I really didn't see it going anywhere i didn't see anything coming out of this picture or anything like that which was kind of why it took me so long to draw it um but the more time i ended up spending on it the the more i would go back and refine everything more and more yeah. um every layer that i went through on that thing yeah yeah um and i i just i guess over time with even with like the low expectations i had with it um, I ended up developing a really good sense of commitment toward that piece and actually seeing it through and actually finishing it, even though it's taken me over two years to actually yes. be able to finish. Yes, yes. And, and, and that's the thing with this with this cover and the story. I've worked on this story since, I think, 2010. So so I wanted uh, the cover to be perfect and you this this is the cover i mean when people see it and all the other art that you do you can tell you put a lot of dedication in the work because when when you sent me the the jpeg or the wraparound for the cover i was blown away it was like wow it was just one of those he nailed it i was really happy with how that looked at first and yeah. like literally the first thing i thought when i saw um, the JPEG when I opened it up, just because everything just looked a little bit yeah. crispier yeah. in the JPEG. Um, I was just like, man, this looks like a movie poster. Yes. Like epic. Yes, yes. And and it was kind of like the little sound of, ah, uh, in the background. <laughs> yep, exactly. The, the angelic choir yes. celebrating this triumph. Yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I, think, I think a lot of it was just everything leading up to that cover. I mean, this is this is just basically everything kind of just sloping up to the top of that mountain, you know. Yeah. Like this, this is that 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 christening that is really just going to set the story out. Yeah. So people can read it and you know understand Sylvia, you know, <laughs> and how you portray yourself in your stories and stuff oh, like that. I mean, oh. I, 
Thank you're an artist you. too. You know, it, it, there isn't one just one artist in this conversation. You're an artist yourself. Thank you, thank you. But uh, no, no more flattery. This is all about you today. <laughs> it, it's um, like you know, well, I, I appreciate something in there, right? I mean, like, thank you. And in, in, in no, I appreciate it. You're very, you're very, you're very kind. Um, but I was gonna say this is why I love doing this show because, like I told you, in the artist realm is for all artists. Like when I've had authors come in, or I had a musician come in. I hope more, more and more people feel confident to come to the podcast like you have right now and share all these uh, your about your art, about yourself. Because as you said, you know, being an artist. It's, it's like kind of like that phrase, a st- you kind of are, you know, we all are kind of starving artists because uh, in our world, in, in life, people see writing or, or, or art as that's not a career. I, I'm sure you can you can vouch for that because that's what oh, yeah. that's what yeah, we, I, totally. you go through it. And you have to develop the thick skin to be able to keep going. And, and the key element is the family. Like uh, I have Jeremy, the kids. He's been very supportive for for me to pursue the writing. If it weren't for that, I don't think I could continue doing it. If that makes sense, you know. It's oh like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, because we have to believe in ourselves. But kind of like what you shared, you know, all the struggles you've been through. But now you can, you're coming into your own. And of course, you always have days where we do struggle. But now it seems like you're coming together with who Michael Dangerman, the artist, is. And where he wants to go. Would, would you agree with me on that? Fullheartedly. Yeah, ex- exactly. And and like I said, um, so what is something um, that you that we don't know about you, like besides your art and stuff? That what is something else that maybe you want to share with everyone that's listening <laughs> that you would like to share with us? Well, um, well, there was this one point in my life where I was. I did. This is going to seem kind of off the wall, but a lot of people don't know it about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I, I want to say it was, like, probably middle of high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, going to take the first steps in becoming a Catholic priest. Oh, wow. I was, uh, yeah, I was um, heavily involved in, my, in the church that I went to, which was mm-hmm. St. Stanislaus mm-hmm. in uh, Hilliards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, just, just a really, really small town, just south of Door. Mm-hmm. And um, I was teaching Bible, you know, like a kindergarten Bible class for about, I want to say about five to six years straight. Mm-hmm. Right after, right after I was confirmed in the Catholic faith. Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, like even after I graduated high school and stuff like that, I was still doing it. Um, I want to say up until I was about twenty-four, twenty-five. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know. Uh, before, like, I graduated high school and stuff, I was actually in deep consideration to become a Catholic priest. Wow. You know, that's... And I was actually actually kind of making steps into making that happen. Um, but, you know, and I think a lot of it was just the timing of everything. Yes. Um, you know, uh, just because I was just kind of stepping into adulthood myself. Yeah. Because the unfortunate happening to my family, it was kind of forced to live an independent life right away right after high school yeah um but yeah um but yeah so, oh wow yeah so no. yeah i i could have i could have been a catholic priest <laughs> at one point wow no i i mean it's 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 it's, it's i mean i do i do remember because of jeremy sharing uh you know that you i remember seeing you sing some songs in a christian band i remember there was a period oh, yeah. where, where you used to share, so I, I'm not, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not that surprised, yeah, but kind of, you know, it's not that it's a, ever a bad thing, because like I say, I rely heavily on my faith. That's just, you know, me, um, and and for me, it's 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 um, it's awesome that you shared that. You didn't have to, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. You know, yeah, that, that whole band thing was around the same time that I was uh, doing that Catholic thing. Too. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, and obviously we know that you uh, didn't go that route because you're happily married and you have your daughter. But, but uh, it it was a, a cha- another, like you said, another chapter of your life that you had 
at that time. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, it's 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 uh, like I said, everyone, like I said, we all have layers, and we're kind of peeling each one as we go. And for, there's a reason why, uh, you know, uh, we get dealt different things, our roads that we follow and paths, and and yours, you know, it's 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 it's, it's amazing everything you've been able to share with us today. Um, and and what you what, where you're coming so far now my last question would be is what is um, something that you would like to give someone that's starting out or doesn't know where to go as far as their art and where they want to be like what what is one thing that has helped you besides of course growing the thick skin and believing in yourself because that's that's what we got to do but what uh, what's another important uh, life lesson that you could possibly share with us today um, hmm. Uh, let me see. Okay. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. you. Take your time. I'm just trying to think of how this phrase goes, but I, I feel like it's completely um, applicable. Okay. Um, <sighs> and take your time. You're not in a rush. I want to say, um, basically, hmm. <laughs> love is suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it basically what it is is um, it, it's a contract, and mm-hmm. I feel like um, if anyone truly loves something, they have to commit themselves to suffer for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it isn't just you know like you know fantasy or romantic type of love and stuff like that. It's it's more like intimate. Than platonic or romantic. It's yeah. that when you love something, you have to be willing to suffer for it. Yeah. Um, uh, same thing when it comes to love for art. Um, if if it is a part of you, if it's if it's an expression of yourself, if it's something that can connect you to other people, connect you to the world, or even connect you to yourself, then that is something you have to be willing to suffer for. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I mean, it's, it's so easy to see the benefits. It's always always easy to take that reward for doing so but a lot of people don't don't really know what it's like to really you know love it enough to actually be willing to suffer yeah for yeah. It. And, yeah and sometimes you have to face that suffering and you have to you know tread through it um it's not easy and oftentimes people just stop loving something because of it it's yeah just, it's too hard yeah yeah so it, if you're prepared if you're prepared to love your art if you're prepared to be an artist be prepared to suffer for it. Yep, and work hard. Exactly. Like, um, exactly. I think there was a show I used to watch because I'm really heavily into musicals, which my husband can tell you all about. I break into a song every other day. Not gonna do it now, so don't worry. Um, but um, uh, it's like no one deserves anything in this business. You want, you, you want, you wait your turn and earn it, or something like that. I think they right. said that. Yeah. Yeah, like you don't, you don't, you don't. Uh, I remember watching it, and the director was telling the other, the other guy that was working on that musical, like, you know, you wanna, you wanna work. No one deserves anything. You, you've got to work for it, kind of like, you know, you're not just gonna get it. Exactly. But, but if you work, if you do the work, I do feel that you can get there. That's that's exactly oh, yeah. how it is. Exactly. Most most times, and, and a lot of it too is um, I just I didn't mention. Uh-huh interview but um i have Crohn's disease oh it's a huge obstacle yeah. not not just in the art aspect but just in life yeah and it, that creates a, a struggle within a struggle within a struggle yeah um because that's going to be the thing that affects me instantly that's, yeah that's gonna be the first thing that affects my senses is my pain yeah um but i understand that pain i'm aware of it i accepted it um i choose to work through it yeah it's probably where the most growth has happened to me is choosing to grow through it or, uh, you know, yeah, yeah basically yeah, grow yeah. through it. Sorry, I, I'm kind of long-winded when it comes to that type of stuff, but... No, no, but yeah, just, uh, no, no, and, so and it's good it's, it's good that you brought that up. I was going to say, I knew about it, but I didn't want to bring that up. Um, you brought it up, oh, no, but I was, no, that's fine. I was going to ask you... Um, if, it, it's good to bring awareness to it. I don't know what it's like to go through... Um, Crohn's and but I do I did have a friend that went through through it and it was very hard 
uh, I hope that now you're able to manage it. Not that it, it ever goes away, but I hope you're in a good place with it. Not that you ever are, but if I hope that it's, like you say, you choose to work through it. But do you find ways now to kind of relieve that so you don't get that pain? I, I, I can't really say if you can control it or not, but are you in a better place now with it? Um, Mentally and emotionally, yes. Okay. Um, a lot of it is how you perceive that pain. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, to me, like, I try to view it as the same thing as emotional pain. There's yeah. a valid reason why it's there. Yeah. Um, my valid reason for my pain is inflammation. Um, yeah. The inflammation is caused by uh, a jacked-up immune system, essentially. Yeah. Uh, my body attacks healthy cells, and it's basically trying to kill itself off, and it has no reason to do so. Okay. Uh, but it's something that's completely out of my control. Yeah. So there's nothing I can really do to alleviate the pain, um, I guess, by like taking medicine or anything like that. There's always going to be a little bit of pain. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't matter if, if it, unless I'm just basically comatose. That would probably be the only way I wouldn't feel the pain. Oh, but, goodness, but, no. Um, but a lot of it is just... Um, I, I have to kind of discipline myself yeah. in the amount of stress that I allow affect me. Yeah. Um, it, stress is a huge exacerbator when it comes to um, uh, when it comes to the pain. Yeah. If I get if I get super stressed, it just it, it throws me in a, a really bad place. Yes. Uh, especially when it comes to Crohn's. But a lot of it is just trying to hold myself accountable for my own health, and a lot of it is just trying to um, you know mentally prepare myself for bad right. days. Or yeah. even just mentally put myself on the defense for when the bad day is about to happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, when it when it comes to the Crohn's things, like I said, uh, yeah. mentally and emotionally, I'm, I'm, I'm doing yeah. well with it. Yeah. Um, as for the condition, I can't say it's better or worse since I got diagnosed six years ago, but it's it's, it's not going to go anywhere. It's um, it's just you you're trying to basically you can't it's not going anywhere, but you try to manage it, but it doesn't ever go away. Correct. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's definitely not something you can just kind of uh, I guess sweep under the rug and pretend it's not there because it's gonna remind you it's there. Yeah. Um, and that's the way it is with Crohn's. Like I, I'm affected by it every single day. Um, but I try not to let it affect my life. Yeah. Per se, like I I don't try to you know keep myself reclusive or anything because of it. Um, sometimes I have to. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I you know I I just get too sick and I, I literally can't do anything. Well, um, you know, I pray, I, I admire your, your work and it, 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 the fact that you've shared that as well with everyone. You were saying, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you on that. Oh, no, no, you're fine. And, and like I said, uh, you know, it's just uh, trying to keep it, you know, you're not letting the disease control you though. You're, you're, oh, no. you're, you're fighting through it basically. No, no. Yeah. And, and that was, that was a lesson I had to learn. Um, through it all too was just uh when i first got diagnosed i was just like oh you know like life is stupid <laughs> and you know like I'm yeah no. up. I'm, yeah. I'm i can't crying. even imagine what that conversation was like so i can't really to, to be in your shoes to have dealt with it it's normal it's a normal oh, yeah. reaction i feel that you have oh, yeah. to go through That's the motions point. all of that yeah but it was, it was one of those things where i just had to kind of you know at least see it through to this point and then um you know, decide to keep seeing it through, I guess. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things. It's, it's, it is a struggle. Um, but I'm actually strangely optimistic about it. Yes. If that makes any sense. No, it, it does. And you have, uh, luckily you have the, your passion for your art, which, which gives you, you know, you love it. And of course you have your, your wonderful family and people, friends and uh, where you work at, at, uh, you know, at the uh, screen, uh, screaming needle, right? What was it? Yeah. Uh, where you obviously you have a lot of com camaraderie there with your friends and interactions that you, you know, and, and connections that you make around. So, you know, you're obviously a well-rounded guy and uh, you work through it and you, you deserve everything good that comes. You know, you I hope you keep getting more and more in tenfold, getting uh, good things come to you because you work really hard. So. Awesome. Well, yeah. thank you very much for that. 
yeah it it's been it's been such so wonderful to, uh, to have you here sharing all of this uh stuff is there something that you want to add or that i haven't asked you because it, it's been a wonderful conversation it's been uh one, one up there one of the best so far that not that i i don't appreciate all the others i do but this has been a really wonderful uh one-on-one -on -one today um, I, I guess if anything, um, I would just like to thank you for the opportunity of this interview. Um, I had a great time talking to you. Um, it's it's been a while since I had to dive into some of these thoughts, so it's nice to actually have somebody, uh, you know, kind of give me a reason to actually say it, um, at least speak my mind a little bit more. Um, so uh, opportunities like this are definitely greatly appreciated. So oh no, anytime. Oh no, no problem, uh, Michael. It's it's. Uh... As I said, whenever you want to come and share anything you want to talk about, have another one-on-one, -on -one, just let me know and we'll 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 make it happen. So. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, and I will definitely consider it too. Oh, thank you so much. And like I said, you know, it's uh, I'm going to be this. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you before you go. Uh, I know you're you're gonna send me the links, but is there somewhere that people that are listening can reach out to you or look at your work that you you have like some website up that you want to share so that way they can look yeah, at your work? Um, yeah, I guess the, I, the more public website that I offer or, you know, social media that I'm mm -hmm. on that I, I, I kind of accept following requests and stuff uh, would have to be my account on Instagram. Okay. Uh, it's Michael Dangerous. Don't worry, I'm not really that dangerous. Okay. Uh, but Michael spelled M-Y-K-A-L. Okay. US. Um, but yeah, that's that's basically my art profile. Um, but yeah, I, I, po I post pics of my family, um, pics of my art, pics of my uh, my tattoos. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All that cool. good stuff. So uh, I, most times that's where my most updated work is going to be. I even post progress pictures and stuff like that, just so people can see like the process. Okay. Cool. Cool. Well, um, you're going to be sending me that link, and I'll hype, uh, I'll click it so that way people can follow you along with, uh, you know, it, that way they can click and look at your art. But like I said, this has been an awesome one-on-one uh, -on -one here on In the Artist Realm. This is it. Uh, in I say indie author, but Sylvia Stein. But I'm an indie author, and uh, it's wonderful to have artists like yourself today. And it's been a amazing uh, conversation that we had, and. Uh, I hope that people will listen, follow him, and download the episode on Podbean. It'll be uploaded here in a few minutes, and I'll put it up, and and then I'll I'll send that to you. And then, of course, you'll have it available on iTunes and Google Play tomorrow on your mobile device as well. So hopefully you'll have more people on, that you know, share it with them, tag them on it. Now, now you have a way to tag everybody like they've tagged you. But tag them on the video, on the on the audio of this podcast. <laughs> Most definitely. Yeah, yeah. But thank you so so much, Mike, and we look forward to seeing you. Of course, you know the uh, we're all, we're excited to be going to Michigan in October. Get to see you guys, and and it'll it'll be awesome. And again, you're a very talented artist, and uh, just from here, uh, you know, from the podcast here in the artist realm. Thank you so much for being here. You have a very good night. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful night. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Well, this has been an awesome uh, In the Artist Realm with the awesome artist, tattoo artist, and talented guy, Michael Dangerman. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, have another one-on-one uh, -on -one next week with the author, Luke Savage, and another uh, one on Friday with... Uh, Stitch Smile's very own Brianna Robertson. But for tonight, this has been an awesome one-on-one -on -one with Michael Dangerman, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a great evening.
this was in the artist realm with indie author Sylvia Stein and uh, thank you for joining us and uh, we will be back next week. Thank you so much. Have a great night. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Let's talk credit card debt for a minute. If you feel you're carrying too much of it, you're not alone. The average household in the U.S. carries over $8,000 in credit card debt. Ready for some good news? With a cash-out refinance from Quicken Loans, you can quickly and easily put some of the equity in your home to good use by paying off a lot of that high-interest credit card debt. A great way to take cash out is with our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4.125%, APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN to learn how taking cash out with a 30-year fixed mortgage might be the right solution for you. And for a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 0.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. 30% of Americans who are planning home improvements of $5,000 or more will pay for those renovations with a high-interest credit card. That may not be a great idea. A better idea may be to take cash out of your home with a Quicken Loans 30-year fixed-rate mortgage. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 4 0.125%, APR 4.22%. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rate subject to change. Pay 0.88% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030.